1: Hello, everybody. It's Mark Kelly here, Chief Customer Officer and co-founder of Aldus. Part of our ServiceNow series, I'm very, very happy to welcome Renita Hansen. Renita is a Senior IT Manager at Jabil. Renita, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today.
2: Oh, you're welcome.
1: In today's podcast, we're going to be speaking a little bit about your role and some of the work that you've been doing at Jabil and the implementations and some of the outcomes that have happened. Can you tell us a little bit how you came into the world of ServiceNow first and your current roles and responsibilities?
2: So I've been working at Jabil for almost nine years now. And I started out first as a user of the PPM platform. And about three years ago, I was asked to move into the role of the product owner of the ITBM, now SPM portion of ServiceNow. We had just done a reset of ServiceNow. We had really done way too many customizations, but now I'm the product owner. I had used the platform as a project manager, as a program manager, then as a portfolio owner, but now as a product owner.
1: So you've worn multiple hats throughout your career and it gives you a variety of different perspectives which I think is very powerful, particularly from the design thinking perspective of walking in the shoes of different users, which I think is probably very helpful for your job.
2: Definitely is helpful because as I'm looking at ways to make the tool more useful for others, it's not like I haven't used it. I've definitely walked in their shoes.
1: Yeah, which is powerful. And it's that insight, I think, can be very helpful as well. So tell us a little bit about you mentioned how to run a recess, and if we think about the journey of any implementation, you're winning the hearts and minds of the different stakeholders from internal perspective, external perspective too. Could you talk us through some of the type of projects that you wanted to work on, how you prioritize them, and the journey that you that's what you went on and getting people t- together and I suppose making sure that they're ready for that journey because. If you think about it, most people hate change. Certainly I think about, I hate change when it comes to certain things in my life. I like to say I don't, but I'm realistic in that regard. And I think that a lot of people can be hesitant to change. Can you maybe talk us through that journey?
2: So when you think about the reset, it really was stepping back and thinking about, was there anything materially that ServiceNow couldn't do out of the box that we really needed it to do? So. We really had to stop thinking about, okay, all of the little custom things that we'd put into place, were they truly necessary? Did we really need those things or were we just being so tied to the old system that we had prior to ServiceNow? That's why we felt like we needed to work that way. And in a lot of cases, that was true. I think that we went to ServiceNow thinking it had to work exactly like the system that we had prior. But now we've been in ServiceNow for a couple of years. Let's start maybe changing that mindset and thinking about what's working a different way and embracing more of how ServiceNow works and just changing the way we work a little bit. And we were pretty successful with that.
1: That's a great example of acknowledging a blind spot. Because sometimes it's actually you don't necessarily it's kind of wood from the trees in terms of why you actually approach certain things in a certain way as well. So there's been some really nice outcomes that have helped empower the team and you know add significant value and reduce time and things like that. Maybe you could share some of the challenges that you and the team worked on that actually helped improve outcomes.
2: One of the things that we've implemented is this um, is planner as well as benefit plans. So if you tie those two things together, it's pretty powerful. So our CIO every year publishes, here's my strategies and goals for the year. And then as we're doing our demand planning, we ask our demand managers to really tie those, the demands that they're putting into the system for the projects to those strategies and goals, and also to document what those benefits are going to be for those projects. Then we've also embraced dashboarding in the tool. So if you can imagine that then the CIO can pull up a dashboard that says, here were my strategies and goals. Here were the projects that were actually realized, and here's the benefits that they realized. Then when she's talking to the business, she can say, here's what we actually did for you. And that's a a question that comes up pretty regularly from the business. They don't want to know what you did last year, two years ago. They want to know, what did you do for me lately? And she has a way to show them that, which is pretty powerful.
1: And there's a lovely golden thread there because people have got short-term memories and you know, my one of my favorite phrases is, eating bread is soon forgotten. And when you think about it, you need that golden thread to take people through that journey to, to re-educate people to say, okay. Actually, we agreed this. This is what we said was the top priority. These were the reasons for that. And then show them the journey you've been on and then the outcomes, because everyone then feels good about that side of it. And then also, if there's any complications or challenges to that, then you can reset those goals and objectives together. And then it's really clear on the dashboards. And I think a lot of businesses are really struggling to have that golden thread where they can visualize that and show the outcomes of the work that people are doing. Because people are working particularly hard, but sometimes they can get all down rabbit holes and stay away from the things that are really important that the user needs.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. So having that information in the hand of the CIO and all of IT management
0: is pretty powerful. You are listening to The Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com.
1: So you mentioned dashboards, and we understand the importance of that from the nitty-gritty level in terms of something that may not seem so big in terms of a time saver. But if you scale it over a week, a month, a year... It can be particularly important, particularly within project management. And there was a good example that you had to hand in terms of uh, outcomes that, for the end user, were also very powerful, also saving time and energy. Could you share that one, please?
2: We've embraced dashboards at really all levels of information. Prior to me coming to the team, we didn't have any dashboards in ServiceNow, so we've we really dug in and learned the PA tool within ServiceNow and how that might help us. So we have dashboards that we've enabled from the PM level all the way up to the CIO that really showed them how's my project doing, how's my program, my portfolio doing health-wise so they can see everything from the quality of the data to the financials to um, everything. So my incoming pipeline, my, my project scorecard, Everything that's going on within their portfolio within dashboards, which is wonderful. We've also taken it a step further with financials for PMs. The PMs really had a blind spot with financials where they really, we use SAP for our general ledger and it was a mystery for them. Learning SAP and how to really monitor the financials for their project was hard for new PMs coming into the organization. So we've added an interface from the GL that pulls in um, any non-time related expenses for the projects, so they can see those in ServiceNow. So the PM now just has one place to go for their financials to see everything for their project, so they don't have to learn another system. They can just see everything in ServiceNow. All of their about OpEx and CapEx, it's broken out nicely in ServiceNow. So it's, it's right there, easy for them to consume.
1: And everybody wants things that are easy to consume in the world of distraction. it's a lid from the PM side of kind of status updates and making sure that customers aren't overwhelmed with the number of status updates that have to be sent to them, but also the time and effort that's created in doing a status update, not to mention the consistency of format.
2: Yeah, i was a PM for years myself. And I can't even tell you how many times I've heard PMs really complain about status reporting. I've even heard the phrase death by status reporting because I just hate it so much. So we wanted to really make it easier, not just for the PMs, but for the people that are receiving the status reports. If you can imagine a PM spending half an hour to an hour per status report, making sure that it's formatted to straight, it has the right information on it, and then sending it out every week. And then not only that, but the person that receives it. If I am a stakeholder, I'm a VP, I might be getting 20 of these every week. So I've got 20 emails, potentially all in a separate format. So when I'm receiving these, I have to look through the pages and figure out where the information is to pull it out. If you're a VP, you get so many emails, you don't want to spend a lot of time on those. I actually had a VP tell me one time, Renita, I want to spend seven seconds per status report. And it's so time consuming to figure out where the information is. It's just driving me crazy. So we actually automated our status reports. So they put the information into the status report in ServiceNow. We actually use a tool called Vivid Charts to make it nice and pretty. and then. As long as they have their stakeholders up to date in ServiceNow, it will send it out at a given time once a week. And if I'm a stakeholder, I receive one email, not 20, and it has a URL to each of the status reports that I am I'm a, I'm a stakeholder on. I can choose to click on the ones that I'm interested in and pull up that status report. They're all in the same format. I could easily find the information and move on. It has definitely revolutionized our status reporting.
1: Because it could potentially take 30 minutes to 60 minutes to do a status report, I'm guessing. And this has probably got that down to minutes, right?
2: Yeah, you can probably, in 15 to 20 minutes max, just put your information into the system now.
1: And then there's one version of the truth. And you know that whatever happens, that customer is going to be getting that message. And once you're informing that customer and keeping them up to date, it's a really nice way that customer then can just share that information with other people. And then it keeps everybody really in check with everything that's happening there. So that's a really nice example. And it links in lovely with the dashboards from within the organization. Does any other impactful areas come to mind that you've had within your role?
2: Nothing right off the top, but I'm sure there are. We we uh, are constantly looking for new opportunities to make it easier for our users.
1: And when you're speaking to your users, how do you collect that information or feedback within the team to know what's next important? Because it's very easy to fall down the wouldn't it be cool snare where you work on a project that doesn't have the impact and quite a bit of morale can get knocked on the back of it.
2: So I serve multiple, what I would call delivery PMOs within the company. So I have a strategy committee that is made up of the leads of all those PMOs and I meet with them monthly. And in addition to that, I meet with the leads one-on-one every couple of months just to make sure that I stay in touch with them and I understand what their pain points are and what's hot on their plate at any given time. So I definitely stay in touch with those leads all the time.
1: It's really powerful. It's really good. And because you've come from a variety of paths in terms of the approach within using the product, do you actually understand where possible pain points can be and by actually asking those questions and staying in touch with them, you're taking none for granted and it's a really nice way for you to be on point with the roadmap, which is fantastic. Where do you see the platform evolving in the near future?
2: I think that um, ServiceNow seems to be putting a lot of focus on the Agile area, and I think that's the right area for it to be focusing on. I think that our business and other businesses that I've talked to definitely have a lot of focus on Agile. We have a lot of teams that are moving towards Agile and even product teams. I think that's a good area.
1: Renisa Hansen, the Senior IT manager at JBo. Thank you very much for being on our podcast today. Oh, you're welcome.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.